Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. What, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Help the Crowd Shout Radio Show grow and thrive by doing something you already do. Shop on Amazon. Amazon always has great deals for whatever you are looking for. From survivalists and riot gear to beanie babies. Next time you're going to shop at Amazon, use my link. The prices stay the same, but I get credit for the sale. Just go to tinyurl.com slash B And just shop normally, knowing that you're helping support the Crotch Shot Radio Show. That's tinyurl.com slash B. Morning. Morning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the weepy, the weepy. Welcome to the Crowd Child Radio Show where we kick the issues in the balls. We're on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the means. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed, then strap in and prepare to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't, ex- uh, if you can't accept that, then F off. I'm your host, Louis B. I takes no crap from nobody. I actually expose the no nonsense fine. of society and chop it up into easy to digest chunks for you. Today won't be any different. Today I am honored to have our future New York governor, Mr. Larry Sharp. Miss Sir, how you doing? I'm doing well. What's going on? Uh I'm I'm actually I'm actually very excited to have you on. Um Okay. 
I've heard very uh, a lot of good things from uh, about you. Um, I and had they're all true. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. If it's good, they're all true. Uh, exactly. I actually had Alex Merced on this show a few months back, and he's running for uh, comptroller of New York City. He and, is actually in Brooklyn as we speak, campaigning. Uh, yeah, no, and and I hope he wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've. You know, to to steal a uh, a term from from the Donald, I I truly believe that we need to drain the swamp here in New York. In New York, oh my God, it's so hard. It is so hard. <laughs> so I mean, how's about we just jump right to it? Um, uh, ah, man, I can't talk today. Uh, it's okay. I, I I'm intimidating. I get it. Yes, yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, um. You know, you know, living in New York City, uh, you know, one of the biggest problems here living in New York City is, of course, the the, the public transportation system. And, you know, as, as governor, you're going to have a a, um, you know, Look, a what say. I'm going to do as governor yeah. is I'm going to do what all governors always do, which is I'm just going to blame the mayor. Ah, easy day. I'm kidding, obviously. No, <laughs> but that's what the governor always does. Right. The thing that gets people so upset is and don't get me wrong the transportation issue is a big issue but what people get most upset is is that nothing ever gets done right and the answer is never how do we actually repair it or make it better the answer is who's going to put the next big chunk of money into it exactly and the reason why this bothers me most is the way the rhetoric is actually put out there and that is mm-hmm. is you know is Cuomo going to pay for it or is de Blasio going to pay for it? And literally some of the unions have said, why won't de Blasio pay his fair share? Wow, do I hate that? Because it goes back to the idea that the money is theirs. No one seems to get this is taxpayer money. The money isn't Cuomo's to give or de Blasio's to give. The money is New Yorkers. We already gave. It's us. Yeah. That's the problem, and that's why I can't stand the rhetoric. But the worst part of this, not just the rhetoric, the, the part that I have to go one step further is they don't even have the idea that there's another possible option. It's just who will put more money into an already broken and terrible system. Mm-hmm. No one's even saying maybe it's the wrong system. No one's saying maybe there's another answer. It's just let's put more money into the same system. I mean it's like saying, you know what? The problem with these horses is that these horses just don't go fast enough. Let's just keep putting money into horseshoes. No one's even saying maybe we should make a car or a bike. No one's even saying that. And it, that's my problem. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend, he's a he's a conductor, and the way he explained it to me, um well, first it sounds like the MTA is run similar to how the the um the Federal Reserve is 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 um ran uh it, like how it's all like God, I hope not. <laughs> how how it's like uh, random elected people are you know are appointed mostly from people out of New York City and well, that that part I actually don't care about before I mean because if it were a private company the same thing would happen hmm. so I'm I'm not that concerned about that aspect what I'm concerned about is it is basically a government monopoly hmm. now monopolies if you ask someone and say hey are monopolies good? The average person says, no, monopolies are terrible. We should break them up. It's antitrust, blah, blah, blah. But what about when it's a government monopoly? 
Oh, uh, uh, no, that's not that. That's utility. That's not a government monopoly. Yeah, they're exactly the same thing. And the problem with the MTA is I don't want to put any extra money into the MTA at all. Mm -hmm. What I actually want to do is I want to turn the government away from this idea of who decides how much more money goes into that sinkhole and instead decide, you know what we should do? Let's try to figure out what is the next step. Is the next step um, a Google road? Is the next step high-speed rail? Is the next step that funky Elon Musk uh, thing that he did in California, that plan of that special rail or something? Yeah. Is it a, I don't know what it is. I don't have to know what it is. What I have to do is say we need to open up another option for the people of New York to get in and out of New York City easier. What's the next option? What's the next thing? I say Jamaican, uh, those Jamaican gypsy cabs. I say it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Look, I'm a kid, right? When I was a kid in the Bronx, when yeah, I grew yeah. up in the 70s, um, gypsy cabs were everywhere. Yeah. That was the thing then, right? Mm -hmm. The gypsy cabs were everywhere. It was, ways, it was ways that people could just make money you know, on their own with their own vehicle. And, um, and, and that's now what Uber is. And in fact, I don't know if you know this, you know, in the next coming couple coming years, um, driverless cars are coming to New York City. Oh, no. Yes, already happening. And I'm totally okay with that, except, of course, de Blasio is trying to fight it because de Blasio does that. So, of course, he's trying to fight it. He didn't want Uber either. Mm. But this is not a bad thing at all. Well, I mean, there I, are I'm... some things we want to deal with. The first thing when it comes mm -hmm. to transportation, the MTA has to have some other option. And if that happens, you copy the idea, and people think this is crazy, but you copy the concept of the post office. We thought the post office was a monopoly because obviously it's in the Constitution and we have to have a postal service. I got it. No worries. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if that's the case, no worries. We still allowed it to exist, but we also added on top of it FedEx and UPS. When you added those two, what happened to the post office? Well, it got better at certain things. The post office is a relatively good bulk mailer. It does that pretty well. That's its skill set. It's actually better at that than FedEx and UPS. Not just that. It's very good at going to places that FedEx won't go to. You want to send a package to Barrow, Alaska, you know, FedEx is not going there. So what does FedEx do? It literally pays the post office to go there. So FedEx is now a customer of the U.S. Postal Service. This has worked. Why can't we do the same thing for the MTA? Let some private company come in and have another way of getting in and out of the city, whatever that is. We as the government will facilitate that so that to happen so we don't have to use imminent domain. I don't want to imminent domain this, this state any more than it's already been done. I don't want to follow the Trump model. So if we all of a sudden do that, now all of a sudden what happens? The MTA does one of two things. It goes under or it specializes. Both are the right answer. I'm okay either way. On top of that, we got to change these bridges. The bridges are insane. It's like 13 bucks to cross some of these bridges. Come on. Mm -hmm. That's someone's hourly rate to cross a bridge. That's insane. We need to take the bridges and remember it was going to be tolls by the toll booths. Scratch that idea. And instead, we're going to do the same thing we do with the stadiums. And we're going to name the bridges based upon highest bidder. Are you telling me Verizon wouldn't want its name on a George Washington Bridge? Mm. Of course it would. Let it pay X millions of dollars that will pay for the bridge. Yeah, but That'll pay for if, I can play, if I can play devil's advocate, uh, what if, what if uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, let's say, let's say Pornhub wants to sponsor our bridge. Like, hey, this you're if crossing Pornhub. If Pornhub can write a bigger check than Verizon, if that's true, I have no idea if that's accurate or not. But if that's true, 
Pornhub's got a whole lot of customers, and people want to see that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I don't believe for a second that Pornhub can write a bigger check than Verizon can. But maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it can. And again, if Pornhub can actually write a check bigger than Verizon, awesome. Good luck. Let it happen. So you're not you're not worried about the whole morality about about it. I mean, because that's that's the first thing, though. Though uh, you know, that's the, one of the first arguments. Like the left will look will come if up if, with. if I if we have to. I'm not sure the left would do that. The right would do that. Not the left. Mm. The right would be upset about about Pornhub. The left wouldn't be. Um, but look, if mm, there is a morality issue, look, would I bend on that issue? Of course I would. Look, the world's not perfect, and I can't get the perfect solution. So if they're going to say there has to be a morality clause and who you know signs up for it. You know, I wouldn't like it, but if that's the only way I could get that passed, I would do it. Okay. To tell you the truth, I would. I would. I wouldn't let that be the reason why. Uh, I wouldn't let that be the reason to allow people to drive across a bridge. You know that they don't want to drive across because it costs them thirteen, fourteen dollars. I'm just. I'm not prepared to to, to to sacrifice that. Right. So I mean, well, uh, going back with to the MTA, uh, the way it was also explained to me was. Um, whatever profits, because they, they, um, if I remember this is 2012, uh, figures, they brought in like $9 million when compared to all the fares and and the tolls they collected. Um, it could be a little bit more. I could be mistaken. I'm going off my memory. Um, the state confiscates all that money and only gives back, gives the MTA back a portion. This is why we shouldn't even be concerned about it. This is the, the whole point. Mm-hmm. Why does the state run the MTA? And if the state runs the MTA, then the state runs the MTA. This idea of mixing and matching who owns mm-hmm. these things, mm-hmm. I would never let this happen in a private company. So why would that happen anyplace else? Right? The, right. the concept's the same. If you're going to say that the MTA is owned 50% by the state and 50% by the city, that's not the case. But if we were to create that, then great. Then 50% of the liability is held by the state, 50% is held by the city, 50% of profit goes to the state, 50% of profit goes to the city. Done. Mm-hmm. If we're going to have it owned by New Jersey and New York, which happens with some of the, uh, the issues, right? Yeah. Some of the, um, the uh, transit issues are owned by both. Then you make the percentage like any business. That's all. You don't get to just take the money. It doesn't work that way. But again, while that may or may not be true, if you provide another option for the people and all of a sudden I have a choice of taking whatever, you know, the Google road in – or the subway, or the path, or the insert thing, mm-hmm. and I start taking the Google Road, guess what? If the state confiscates that money to put it someplace else, the MTA goes under. What happens when you can't pay the MTA salaries? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get voted out of office. Right? Immediately. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, especially after this summer, that uh, you know, with all the problems we've had, with the subway, um, I don't. I don't see how. Um, Bill There's the- no consequence, <clears throat> my friend. It <throat> doesn't matter how bad the subway is. <clears throat> what are you gonna do? Nothing. There is no repercussions. But what if? This is my point. I keep bringing up. I know I'm hammering it home, <clears throat> but I want to make sure it lands here. <clears throat> what if I had a choice? I gotta tell you this. There's a couple of things. I think it's called Via right here in New York City. I, I use Via. Bingo, so you know Via. Yes. People are using Via and spending $5 instead of paying 275 because to hell with the subway. Yeah. Could you imagine if we had mm. Google Roads and of driverless cars with Via where it was only 4 bucks or 3 bucks? Mm. They wouldn't use the subway anymore.
the subway would have no choice. It would have know, to do something. I know when Via gave me um, a discount and it was like only two ninety five for me to get from here to <clears throat> the Upper West Side. I was taking. I was taking that. Yes, and that's my. That exactly proves my point. If you give, if you give another option, here's what winds up happening. Mm-hmm. The the MTS to keep raising its rates because it can't afford because because people aren't taking it right. Keep right. raising its rates. Mm-hmm. So before you know, it's gonna be five bucks. But before you know, it's gonna be five bucks to take a uh, a, a train ride. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna do it. They would rather get in a cab or in a via. Yeah, they're gonna go out of business. It's simply not gonna function. And the sad part is, if you've been to any of the mayoral candidates, mm-hmm. what their answers are to fix it, and I'm not joking, their answers are: if we want to make the MTA work, the answer is. Let I'm not joking. Let poor people ride it for free. That's the answer. How's now, that, what's so how, insane about that is that that's work? not anywhere near the answer. I mean, that does that. Uh, how how how? Yes, is, you he, can't even have an answer to that. Yes. Yeah. How how can you? How do you make money letting people ride for free? You don't just make the rich people pay because they're evil. That's the answer in and New then, York City. And then what? And then a gallon of milk is uh, $13? No, give I that don't... away for free to poor people and make the rich people pay. That's mm. always the answer. Yeah. That's um, always the answer yeah. here in New York. Look, de Blasio doesn't even hide it. He's openly communist. He makes no attempt to hide. He literally says to pay for the MTA, we're going to tax the top 22,000 New Yorkers. Mm. He said that. I'm not making this up. Do your own homework. Yeah, he's said that. He does not care. He is openly communist. He does not care. No, no worries. We're going to take the top twenty-two thousand New Yorkers and punish them, so that everyone. And they probably don't even take the subway. Will be my guess, right? Mm-hmm. No. My assumption is they, they haven't been to subway in thirty years. Any of them. That's my well, assumption. Except, except for um, Bloomberg, he took the subway. Right. He because he had to. Yes, correct. Except for Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other ni- twenty one thousand nine hundred ninety nine, they haven't been to subway in ten years. Mm-hmm. They're now going to pay for the subway, and that's how that works. So I don't know, but this is the problem that we have. It is a big issue, but it's doable mm-hmm. if we simply deal with the root issues and not the branches. I don't care about the branches. If we give the New York State, and in this case New Jersey and Connecticut too, because they're nearby. If we give them another option besides the MTA, the MTA will fix itself. Mm. It will renegotiate with unions. It will have to. It should have done it years ago. It will have no option. Otherwise, there'll be no MTA. Yeah. That's what will happen. They're not going to let that happen. They'll renegotiate. If if me as the governor or someone else as the mayor tried to renegotiate with unions, that is going to fail, fail, fail. Never going to work. But if there is some other option and it will literally be gone or negotiate, they'll negotiate. Would you let them keep their profits, though? Why wouldn't I? If they're going to become a separate organization, of course. I'd want them in the best case scenario. Here's my best case scenario. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look, the post office, again, is, is the right answer. The post office isn't, well, in theory. The post office, in theory, funds itself. In reality, it does get help from the government but it's not supposed to in theory that the post office is supposed to just fund itself it raises money it raises you know the price of a stamp so that it can pay for itself right and when it sends a letter from manhattan to brooklyn it makes a lot of money when it sends a letter to alaska it takes a bath but it sends a whole lot more letters to brooklyn and it makes a lot of money that's what's supposed to happen mm-hmm. 
if you have the MTA work that way, the MTA shouldn't be shouldn't be taxpayer funded at all. Right. I mean, because I mean, they take it money out. Be they take money out of money my check. From, yeah, it should just be getting its money from people who see value in paying for a subway ride, and then they pay for it, and then the company makes enough money. So of course it should, but the system has to change. But the system cannot change again until we have... Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Another option. Because once the option is there, that option will sue to make the MTA fair. Mm -hmm. This way the governor doesn't have to do it. As a governor or as a mayor, there's no way I'm going to win that fight. I can't. I'm not going to win it. But will but will another option being available force the consumer to win that fight? Yes. Will another option available allow that option to win in court to win that fight? Yes. The second option to the MTA solves all the other problems and is a and is a way that 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 battle can be won. There's no way a mayor is going to beat that union, and neither is a governor. So it's up to the people. It's up to a second option. The government has to has to facilitate that second option. He the governor has to take that notion to the people and show them, look, this makes sense for you, so that they will go yes and they will support it. If the people don't support it, then it will fail. If the people support the idea of a second option, it will work, and the MTA will have to get better. No yeah, question. I mean, it, it just like. We, like you've mentioned before, via we have via we have Juno we have uh, yes. Lyft and and, and um, the examples are already yeah. there. The data is already there. Mm-hmm. The post office is the best example that's been around for years. How long has FedEx been around? Is it thirty, forty years? How long has it been? I don't even know anymore. Long time. Yeah, but however long FedEx and UPS have been around, that's how long it's worked. And so far, I don't know. People seem to like this UPS FedEx thing. Yeah, I mean, you you uh, you know you could you can choose you you also have dhl and also i mean in new york city if you don't have to like ship across the country or you have to ship across the city you have couriers yep um late there's laser ship um, absolutely yeah i mean, I mean look, i'm a big fan email, of options I'm, email yeah. made the post office become better because you didn't have to send letters anymore email another option is the answer I mean, so do you do you believe that there's when it comes to public transportation, you think there's too much regulation? Uh, it's it's a monopoly. What are you talking about? Public transportation is a monopoly. Oh, OK. By default. Well, I mean, I mean I... the re, the re, uh, let me clarify, because when it comes to there's a lot of regulation when it comes to like the, the tax. Well, I'm, this is a local. issue. Oh, my God. So... Taxi. Look, let, let me okay. touch that since you brought that up. All right. The concept of a medallion. That the government has to decide how many taxis can be in a city is so backward that when I think about it, I want to vomit. Right. It is so backward, unnecessary. Right. And they always go, it's public safety. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember where were all the um, I'm trying to remember. Where did you see all the Uber deaths, the mass murders? Oh, I don't remember because there are none. Right. That's the reason why that never happened. The public safety answer is a bogus answer. It's not true Mm -hmm. at all. 
Yeah, but they need training. If the again, the consumer can decide. Some consumers feel safer in yellow taxis, and they pick yellow taxis on a daily basis, and they should be able to. Mm-hmm. I'm not against yellow taxis. If I am. If have them, they should have them. I don't have a problem with that. I am because I their problem. service stinks. Their in ser- which case, again, yeah. let the consumer decide. Exactly. That's the issue. But I'm okay the, with that. Yeah, but My the problem thing- is the medallion yeah. makes the government decide. Now, let me be clear on this. Mm-hmm. If the government wants to have a set of standards that says, if you abide by these standards, then you may have this medallion. As long as they don't say, you may not drive without it, and as long as they don't say, there are only a thousand of them, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. If they say, if you fit these standards, you get a medallion. If they want to charge for it, they can charge if they want to. You want this medallion? Do these standards and pay us a thousand bucks a year or whatever they want to charge, and you have this medallion. As long as it's optional. I don't mind because that's a standard out of regulation. So if I choose to run my Uber or my taxi without the medallion, as long as it's transparent that the consumer sees I don't have medallion, it's fine. Some consumers are going to say I want the medallion and some aren't. And if the consumers say we don't care about the medallion, the medallion becomes worthless. In fact, not it's because starting the government to says dr- so, it's starting because to the drop. says so. I mean the price is starting to drop and you have a lot of these guys that are having a tough time uh, paying for it. Yes. Absolutely. And that's the point. The medallion is going to go away. Mm-hmm. As it should. Yes. But the problem is instead of us just making it go away now, just doing that, we're letting these taxi drivers suffer because I'm, we won't change the law. Yeah, just end it. Send it. I mean, it's would useless. you uh, like because we like uh, the uh, goodness? Why can't I talk today? Um, the reason why I bring it up because with Uber in New York, it's illegal for them to pick up people from the sidewalk. And, yeah, and to me, that sounds what kind of insanity yeah, is that? Yeah, it is. What kind of insanity is that? And 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 like and I keep tell like whenever I take an Uber or a Lyft or a Via, I keep saying, "Yo, as soon as uh, this government just stops with the with the crap and allows you guys to pick people up from the sidewalk, these yellow cabs will be out of business." Yeah. And a lot of these, and honestly, the, these yellow cabs, they drive very recklessly. Um, whenever I'm riding my, my bike in the bike lane, I've been cut off by these yellow cabs. Uh, they, you know, they, they, uh, cause they're hungry. Yeah. Cause they're hungry. You get crazy when your stomach's not full. You get crazy when you want to go home to your family and you can't give them a nice check. Yeah. Right. I get it. They're hungry. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Just create, just create a rule. Look, I don't have any problem with government regulating if they're regulating only for one thing and that is to stop fraud if they're regulating to stop fraud Mm -hmm. i'm okay with that meaning saying if you are a taxi you must have a big sign that says taxi on your on your roof or something that's it Mm -hmm. so that people know you're a taxi and not just some creep wants to pick people up Mm -hmm. right so I could put a t- big taxi sign on my on my roof if I want to, if it's my car, mm-hmm. but I have to put a taxi roof. Uh, no, no problem. And if I want a special medallion that says I'm an official New York State taxi, New York City taxi, then I follow the rules that they tell me and I get my a medallion if I want that. I don't have to, though. As long as I'm transparent and I have a taxi symbol on my car, 
we're, we're fine. So I don't have a problem with, with the government having that type of regulation that is there for transparency and to stop fraud. No worries. To protect the consumer, to stop fraud, fine. To have transparency. But to decide you need to have X, Y, and Z, this is the odd, oddest part. Mm-hmm. If you said, hey, Larry, I'm going to be at you know 3rd and, and, um, and Lex at 3 o'clock. Can you give me a ride? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I drive over, hop in, right? And then I give you a ride. No problem, right? Is anything against the law? No, it's all good. I have the same chance of killing you as anybody else. Hmm. But that's okay. But the second I say, yeah, but you got to pay me $5, now it's legal. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, so basically I would be committing a crime or help aiding you committing a crime, but like, like saying, like, here's, here, Larry, here's 10 bucks for gas. Um, I'm not sure if he said for gas. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the details of that. But in theory, yes, mm-hmm. because you're, if, if you're paying for the gas, that may not be a crime. If you're paying for the service, it's clearly a crime. Yeah, but what if there's change after? I don't know, but why do we care? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Because that it, we're even having yeah. this conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's, it this just should seems, not be a conversation. It just seems like New York City is just full of like useless laws. And, and this just, is why I've said more than once, mm-hmm. if we really want to do something that will help us tremendously, is it's a simple but radical fix. Mm-hmm. But it's simple, and that is every single law passed has a six-year sunset. What every does law. that mean? That means at the end of six years, mm-hmm. if the law is not re-voted on, and every law must be re-voted on on its own, not, not a slate of laws – not a panel of laws, one law at a time must be voted on. If it is not renewed, it is by default null and void. Six years, every law, no matter what, no exception. Okay. You do, you do that and all these stupid laws will go away. Look, I can't. Right, there are still laws in the books that say things like, you know, I'm making this up, but there were a couple of things like, you know, mm-hmm. you can beat your wife if it's on a Sunday out in public and stuff like that, right? Those laws still exist, right? There was some law I think was against interracial marriage in some state was recently, uh, you know, removed like in 2010 or something like that. These laws are still in the books. Why? Mm-hmm. They should be gone. If the law is that important, clearly they'll renew it. Now, of course, the argument I always get is, what if they don't renew murder? I always get that. Someone always says that thing, which is so backward because they're just trying to be, you know, I'm going to show you that you're wrong, Larry. Okay, let's assume for a moment that a local, you know, a state-level house or assembly doesn't renew murder. Let's assume that happens once every 100 years in this country that happens. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. It happens. So they didn't renew murder. And on that day, someone commits murder. Got it. That one individual will have to be tried as manslaughter or assault or something like that. The person doesn't get off because there's no murder law. That one person will have to be tried as manslaughter or as something else, assault, whatever. Mm-hmm. Fine. One person in a, in a country of 330 million people every 100 years will only be charged with manslaughter. Why oh, my is God. It, why is it that everyone thinks that if a libertarians – take over it's going to be uh the walking dead the walking dead or that movie uh um a a the the purge 
Yes, it's the purge. Exactly. Yes, I know. I know. Like it's insane, but yes, it's true. There's and no the issue. You don't want the roads. You don't want the roads, Larry. You don't want. Yes. You don't want. I. I. You want, I never said any of this stuff. I never said you it. Want, you want. You want my grandmother to die things. because she can't pay for her medication, Larry. But here's the sad part, my friend. Yeah. Grand, grand, grandmom is dying now. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue. Yeah. She's dying now because if you're over, if I'm, if remember the stat, if you're over seventy. 50-50, you are on five or more meds. Think about that. Right. So already we're all drugged up. We're all – she's already poor. She already can't afford her meds. She's already struggling. That's happening now. Mm-hmm. But if you actually decided to come up with an actual answer, not just more laws but an actual answer, we might actually have a long-term answer that would help a lot more people. The sure. advantage of a libertarian society is we can innovate. The advantage of a libertarian society is we can actually grow and create long-term cultural changes and norms. The problem is once you have only government in your world as big brother, you don't know anything else. Right. The concept is without government, then there's nothing, which is absolutely not true. But that's how people feel, which is why I get afraid when – as libertarian people often say, Larry, don't you want to abolish this and abolish that? And I often say no. I want to phase things out. I want to facilitate other answers. And the reason is when you start removing things too quickly, people get afraid. And when people become afraid, they make bad decisions. This is simply human nature. When people are afraid, they make bad decisions. And more importantly, they ask for a strong man to come in and save them. Yeah, I mean – It's very rare that the government actually just takes our rights away. Almost always we eagerly vote them away. We give them away because we're afraid. I'm afraid of the terrorists. Take my privacy. I'm afraid of you know, the uh, crime. Take away my privacy. I'm afraid of this. Take away my rights. Take away this. I, mm. Someone got shot. Take away my Second Amendment. Someone got unhappy. Take away the First Amendment. Um, someone might die. Take away the Fourth Amendment. Take it away. And they all begin to go away because of fear. In fact, that, that makes a lot of sense because when, when Trump was elected – Everyone was so worried about losing their entitlements. Yes, uh, so absolutely. I'm, yeah, I mean, do you, what 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 would be? Because I mean, that that would be the first thing they'll say about you. I mean, the, um, well, not you know any like libertarian like oh my my he's gonna take away my food stamps my mm-hmm. my section eight. I mean, mm-hmm. like my father, uh, he lived in upstate New York for a while. And there is a ton of entitlements. In fact, there's a program where people are given money to buy drugs so that way they don't rob people. Yes. I mean there's, there's a, there are many places in upstate New York where one-third of the population is on Medicaid and one-third is on Medicare. Mm-hmm. We got one-third of the population trying to support that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But I go one step further here. New York City's budget – is about $85 billion, give or take. Wow. Right? It's about 8.5 million New Yorkers. New York City, right? Mm-hmm. That's the same size as Florida. Florida has 20 million. New York State's budget, total New York State, is about $150 billion. Mm-hmm. It's about twice as much as Florida, and Florida has more people. We are so bloated. It is insane. We have so many people. This is the problem that we have. You know, It's difficult to tell a community... Vote for someone who wants smaller government when a big chunk of that community 
is being held afloat by government subsidies or handouts. Yeah. And those who have jobs, half of them are working for the government. They're working for the prison system, the school system, the law enforcement. They're working for the MTA. They're working for the government. And I know libertarians will often say this. Government doesn't make jobs. That's not true. Government creates jobs all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you're the one who's getting a check, that's a job to you. That's a job to you. Yeah. Now, do they, do they create value in the market? No, they actually don't. They take away value in the market usually. There are some exceptions, obviously. I mean we need things like courts to ensure that you know transactions are actually good transactions and things. In of fact, course, that's a – now not that you brought that up, I mean um, have you watched that – the Khalif Browther story? I don't think so. What's it about? What's, what's it about? Um, it was about this teenager. He was arrested and held in Rikers, uh, you know, oh, a minor. About Rikers, yes. Held in Rikers without a trial for yes. for many, many, uh, well, not many years, but years. Yes, and, and yes, he ended yes. up taking. He ended up taking his own life. After, I remember this now. Yeah, I do remember. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is this whole issue again. This has to be broken up at its core. Mm-hmm. Again, you will hear me talk about the root problem often. Right. I don't want to deal with his specific issue. I know it sounds cruel, but I want to break the entire system. And there are a couple ways you can do that. Mm-hmm. One way you can do it is literally say um, if there is no trial within six months or nine months or a year – I'm not sure what the number is mm-hmm. – all charges will be dropped because that breaks their their, their uh, one of their rights to a speed trial. Okay. You make that a blanket. You make that a blanket law. That's it. New York State. If you don't get a trial, unless you, as the defendant, request it within X time period, all charges dropped. You will watch that change overnight. Second thing, plea bargaining, which is the reason why everyone you know does this, right? Mm-hmm. You create a, a a law that says, if I'm a prosecutor, and I decide that I'm going to plea bargain you out at you know whatever. I'll give you a year if you agree to these charges, whatever that is, a year. If you, whatever you plea bargain, once that's, uh, once that's presented in writing in any way, shape, or form, presented in any way, once it's presented, the prosecutor may not ask for any more than that ever. Now, the, hmm. the, the logic in this, in, in the idea of doing more is, and I, I've heard them say this, well, look, if he has to go through the system, you know, he's making the system work, blah, blah, so... But wait a minute. What you're actually saying is – so wait a minute. If he uses his rights and the system that his taxes pay for, he gets punished. That is absolutely what you're saying. That is unconstitutional. That is wrong. That is unethical. No. You're supposed to be able to have your rights. You shouldn't be punished for your rights. So, how, But how else will the – well, I mean – like let's say the entire system will come crashing down right. and that's the point. Yeah. They will have to stop. Yeah. They can't keep doing it. I mean so but and okay. what prosecutors if I... care about mm-hmm. more than anything else, it... and it's gonna make prosecutors angry, but it's true, I know it, mm-hmm. is conviction rate. Right. They want convictions. Mm-hmm. In if fact, all of I, I charges was... are getting dropped yeah. and things that are happening and they can't go through oh, It'll change everything. It, it could also cause, like, if if what you say goes through, it, wouldn't that cause uh, a lot of people to sue? Like, okay, well, you had me in prison for X amount of time, and I wasn't brought to trial. You 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 essentially locked me up for for nothing. I mean, 
would uh wouldn't that cause people to want to sue the city or sue the state? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't have anything to sue on. Not that they are having to sue now. Same hmm. issue. What's the difference? I mean, because right? because they had, they, had, now. they had to they had to pay Khalif Browder. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. There's um, a state for... Um... Yeah, I mean, whatever lawsuits are happening now, they're happening then. The lawsuits aren't going to get any different, aren't going to change. Mm-hmm. All right, so, you but know... The but... Point is, mm-hmm. but the point is, if, if you know charges are going to keep getting dropped, why would you keep putting people away? You'll stop. And of course, the idea of bail. I mean, this is the concept of bail. Look, this is the problem here. There is a cultural issue that we have to move away from. You know, the country was founded on the idea that it would be better for a guilty person to go free than to have an innocent person locked up. Right? That was the whole concept of why we, why we started our judicial system in the first place. Right. To over 200 years ago. Um, that's gone. Now we're all about safety and security no matter what. So lock them up, lock them up, lock them up. Lock them up first, you know, worry about guilt later. Lock them up. Safety, safety, safety. That's not what our government was built on. Mm-hmm. What was supposed to happen is the executive, the president, protects the Constitution. That's the oath that I took as a Marine to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, not to protect every individual American. I didn't, that wasn't what I signed up for. I signed up to, to defend the Constitution. So the executive branch defends the Constitution, The constitu- protects the Constitution. The Constitution protects our rights, and we protect ourselves. That's what's supposed to happen. That's not what happens. That's gone. The idea was if you're innocent, you wouldn't get locked up. And maybe to keep to make sure that was priority, guilty people might go free, and we knew that. But that's gone. Now it's lock them up first, yeah. and lock them up becomes fine when you always think it's the other guy. When it, when when you hear people go, they shouldn't have broken the law. When you hear that, that's someone going, Psh, not me, and that seems fine until it's you. Right. In fact, um, I was I'm on your site. Um... Whether uh, that's not good. Now you're gonna call me out on something. <laughs> uh, what's this about a free dress for every man? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, look, I'm no judgment. You want to dress? Let it float your boat, brother. <laughs> so, anyways, um, you heard this talk about oh, well, from uh, Bernie Sanders during the campaign to abolish for-profit prisons. What are your thoughts on for-profit prisons? Look, there, there's a big problem with the whole concept of, of, of private prisons, right? It's a big problem, and it's a problem for several reasons. One, the biggest reason is people are making money off of people's misery. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Now, does that mean that private prisons can't work? In today's world, with the current way that we're doing it, they cannot work. They are a big problem. And if, if our only option is government-run prisons or this, 
then government-run prisons are the answer. There is no way this system can work. It is a terrible, immoral, horrible system. It has to go away as soon as possible. It has to go away. So two choices. Option one, go back to government-run prisons. Not the best libertarian answer. Mm-hmm. The second option is reward the private companies for success. And perhaps you even have a two-tier prison system. The one tier is for the violent criminal. Mm. And perhaps those are all government-run. The second one is for the, non, the non-violent criminal. And that could be privatized. However, they are paid the same way, similar, and you may or may not know this. Um, do you know how recruiting companies are paid, recruiters? No, sir. What happens is you sign up with a recruiting company as a, um, uh, a potential employee. I sign up as a potential employer. If they give me you and I like you and I hire you, they get a percentage of, of your one-year salary as payment. They get paid when you get a job. Hmm. So what I'm saying is we, we assign what is success for the prison population. Is that a college degree? Is that a job? Is that insert thing here? We decide what success is. The more that the prison does of that success, the more it gets rewarded. Okay. Um, so the idea would be the violent criminals go in maybe in the, in the government side, but the nonviolent go into this, in this prison system. Mm-hmm. So this prison system is all about what it should be about, which is payback, which we've forgotten. We are only about punishment. We're not about rehabilitation or about giving back, right? If I'm, if I'm on drugs or whatever I'm on or, or I make a mistake, whatever the case may be, and I go into your, uh, into your home and I rob your home and I take $3,000 worth of stuff, I steal that from you. And what is justice? Well, what we see as justice is the cops get me and put me in jail and I do whatever, three years in jail. Well, what about your stuff? You don't get that back. Not just that. Who's paying for me in jail? You are. Your taxes are paying for me in jail. Right. So you got robbed twice. Hmm. Not just that. There's, there's more. Now your premiums go up for your insurance. You got robbed three times. Hmm. How does that work? How about instead, since I didn't beat anybody up, there was no violence. I just took that stuff because I wanted to buy my drugs. So I did it. 3000 bucks. How about instead, when I get arrested, I go into the other prison system, which teaches me how to do something. Whether that's get a job, get a degree. Again, we decide whatever success is. We decide on that. And then once I get out, or even I'm on a work program, release program while I'm in prison, and a work release program, and guess what? A part of my salary and my wages goes to pay you back. So you actually get your money back. Mm-hmm. I actually give you back what I stole from you while I gain a skill set, which lowers the chance that I rob from someone else. That's a system that could actually work. Yeah. If, if that were our system... We could go privatized prisons. That's not our system, so yeah. we cannot go privatized. But prisons. what about what about the um, a lot of the like civil rights violations that happen in prison, like um, especially with you hear a lot in like in the women's prisons, they're not getting their uh, feminine products for their, their I, feminine hygiene products. I don't understand what you what you're asking. How would you improve those conditions? Ah, well, look, the first thing to, to, to do is to you have to stop dehumanizing prisoners. Mm. Number one thing, which is why you have to assign what is success. Right now, success is simply they don't leave. That's success. If success is they don't leave, then guess what? 
the customer in this case is the state mm-hmm. right so as long as the state's happy they don't leave we win so the 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 product is the person well you've just basically made them farm animals literally you've turned humans into farm animals our current system does that so of course you treated terribly you're literally you're dehumanizing them of course you treated terribly of course mm. so you have to humanize the individual and get to give them a second chance now this becomes hard don't get me wrong what i'm saying yeah. is not easy at all right because we feel righteous i'm already someone, i'm already someone made thinking, a mistake I'm a, someone yeah. did something wrong they're horrible people punish them all it's righteous i get it yeah but i mean the I'm also, yeah, 95 percent of all people who go into prison are coming back out why in the world we want to make these people monsters and put them back into the system does it make any sense I want to give people a second chance. They should pay back for the damage they did. What Whatever about, that is, you should pay it back. What about in the case of uh, pedophiles? This is one of the hardest things. I mean, you're you're picking a specific thing. I mean, what are pedophiles? One percent of the of the prison population? I I, I couldn't tell. Less. You. Yeah. So I mean, you're asking you're asking what about the one thing? You're doing exactly <laughs> that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a system. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. Pedophiles? Yeah. I'm not going to make a system because of pedophiles, right? Mm. Is there a chance that maybe we have to have a separate rule for pedophiles? Maybe. I don't know. To be forward with you, it's possible. Maybe we have to have a separate rule for them. But I'm not going to build a system because of pedophiles. This is the idea of making a rule for the anomaly, right? Right. Like, no – and this is the example I bring in my business world. You know, as a um, – what I do daily is I deal with you know, businesses. So you have a, a situation where we have a conference room. Mm-hmm. In the conference room, so, uh, there's been three years in the conference room. No one spilled anything. People bring food or coffee in. No one spills anything. Then one guy spills coffee. And what happens next? New rule. No food in the conference room whatsoever. Yeah, that's exactly the wrong answer. One guy spills coffee every three years. Clean up the coffee and keep going. Hmm. Because now when you make the rule, no coffee, it feels good. Because I've done something about this. But now one of two things happens. One, no one uses the conference room anymore. Well, then why do you have it? Now you've just wasted the conference room now. Or two, it's a rule you can't enforce. So guess what? People bring stuff in anyway. Or worse, people who are senior do it because the HR person can't fire the senior people because they're his boss. So now only the cronies get it and the juniors don't. These types of rules fail all the time in business, and they fail in government too. Mm. It's a bad idea. I don't want to make a rule for an anomaly. Why if I need to treat pedophiles differently, I'll treat them differently then. But I'm not going to set up a system because of less than 1% of the population. It's silly. It's kind of like how after the Vegas shooting, they want to ban bump stocks. I'm like, I, I, I never even knew what a bump stock was mm. until uh, – until Look, the they issue, were talking the about issue with it. this that drives me crazy is the answer in their heads is we want to make sure when these shootings happen, less people die. That's insane. I want less shootings. I want the root. If we what? Let's say we actually were able to ban all guns. If, <laughs> ugh, let's say it actually happened. Well, we've we we know what happens. It's already happened in Europe. What mm-hmm. are they using? Knives and trucks and eighteen wheelers. 
In fact, especially... It, it, it's not going to stop people from doing it, it's this. It's not going to stop people we, from getting that, guns either because, I mean, look, uh, look no, at no, the technology. I'm saying if magically we could. No. Even if we could, it doesn't stop it. I right. don't want... This is where, where I'm going I'm crazy talking about here. 3D printing as well, ghost guns. Absolutely. I would rather have the guns all be legal, at least now we can track them. At least that is something. But my point being, I don't want just to say I want less people to die when these things happen. Mm -hmm. I want them to happen less. If you're going to pass a law mm -hmm. that is going to take away people's rights, if that's your goal, if you don't care about rights, we're going to take away rights, then instead don't take away the Second Amendment. Take away the first. What I mean by that? Make it a law where you cannot announce the press. No one can announce the person's name in public. Do that. They cannot show the person's face in public. Pass that law. If you're going to take away rights, do that. That will actually stop the attacks. How so? Because these are public suicides. These massive attacks are public suicides, and they're doing it because it's public. If you can't announce the person's name or face, they get no publicity. They'll stop. ISIS can't take responsibility for it. They'll stop. These things work because they're public. The press feeds it. Hmm. So, I, look, to be clear, I wasn't saying we should do that. I'm saying if you actually want to stop it and you want to take away people's rights, at least do it right at least. Stopping people from having bump stocks, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. is not going to stop these attacks. It's, it's just another way of infringing on rights and being ineffective on top of it. On top of it. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's nothing but a bad idea. Well, I mean, gun laws in New York, I mean, are, are ridiculous, anyways. Because, in fact, I read somewhere that they have to have a uh, law enforcement from outside, like outer law enforcement agencies, need to have like a um, a, a defense fund when they're going through New York City, and if they're stopped by stopped by police and they're caught with their guns, their service weapons. They get arrested. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, okay, so so I'm a cop in Jersey. I can't drive through New York with my service weapon to Connecticut because I might be arrested. That is correct. And it's insane. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand why we consistently simply pass dumb laws. This is my idea again of six years and it goes away. Mm -hmm. That's the answer. Here. I cannot and no one can stop either selfish or ignorant or stupid legislators from passing bad laws. That's always going to happen because they want to have a reason to say why they ran, what they did, and laws are a great way of saying, see, please vote for me again. So they're going to do it. But in reality, half of these guys haven't read the law. They don't even care about the law. They just care that it has a cool name that they can put on their bumper sticker when they're running again. If the law goes away in six years, they actually did never, never cared about it in the first place. They wouldn't even revote on it. They would just let it go. Mm. They already got reelected. They don't care. So half of these laws would go away in six years anyway. And that's what I want. I want these laws to go away because if they're so valuable, guess what? We'll revote on them again. And I'm pretty right? sure I'm pretty sure murder wouldn't be one of those. I got a feeling we'd keep murder. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think we're gonna keep that one. Yeah. I, that that sounds that sounds like a good one. I think we should keep that one. I'm alright with that one. Yeah. I like keeping laws that have actual victims. 
Yeah. You know, in fact, I like those. In fact, um, you know, just just be- because somebody will say, well, you didn't mention this. I-, I think rape should stay illegal as well. There's a victim with rape. Yes. <laughs> right. There's a victim. Clearly, there's a victim. I... I'm totally okay with laws that, you know, stop, try to stop you from creating victims. Yes. Okay with that. <laughs> I mean, but shouldn't there be – shouldn't those types of laws be like immune to the six-year law? Not at all because okay. once you make one thing immune, you make it all immune. Okay. You can't – this must be a blanket statement. Must. Hmm. If you don't make it a blanket statement, there will always be an exception. There will always be an exception. Guaranteed. No, my thing is important. No, my th- – but what about the children? What about the veteran? What about the old person? What about the insert thing here? Mm-hmm. It's what? okay. They, I mean, really, they'll, no congressperson at any level wants to be the guy who forgot to vote murder in. Nobody <laughs> wants to be that guy. I'm promising you. Nobody wants to be the guy who thought murder and whatevs. Nobody wants to be that guy. <laughs> unless unless, unless that. it's that one guy that wants to like be a troll about it. Let him do it. The other ninety nine will vote yes. Don't worry about it. He'll be fine. <laughs> Just be like, you know, I'm voting no. Fine, let him do that. Ninety nine will vote yes. Keep murder. Be it fine. would make it would make campaign commercials that more interesting. Larry Sharp didn't vote against rape in twenty. There we go. Exactly. Like, exactly right. Please yeah. never say that anyplace else ever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's, I was on vacation, though. <laughs> so, I would totally it, it, have voted well, against it. So. You're not. You're not going to miss that vote. <clears throat> you're going to be there. Exactly. I mean, unless we do something with e-voting, but um, that's that's another thing. Um, uh, so another big thing is like I, I don't have kids at all, so I, I get I, I'm kind of pissed off that you know I gotta pay taxes for for uh, education. But it's for the children. Uh, Come on. Hey, hey. It's for the children. Hey, if I didn't have fun in making them, I shouldn't have the responsibility in paying. I don't understand why you hate children. I well, I don't understand why you hate children. They're loud. They're obnoxious. Okay, Um, you answered my question. Okay, good. (laughs) I get it. You've answered my question. Well done. There you go. See. Okay. I'm not scared. I like it. <laughs> so, but how would you like again on your site? Um, you, you say that the, the educational system is broken, and it's just getting worse because they're just throwing money at it. Yeah, absolutely. Then, and, and that's a, a, a huge problem. If I just throw money at stuff, it doesn't get better. Mm-hmm. And the other problem is now they want it to be free. Yeah. Right. And bad education. When you make it free, bad education is still bad. Mm. It doesn't make things better. And consistently, people I hear this all the time, they say, but it's not bad education. Education's great. It's awesome. No, no, there's lots of data that shows education's bad. Lots of data. There's both anecdotal and actual information. One example, just one, one of the most popular ones was a study done by, I think it was Goldman Sachs a couple years ago, that they actually said that. If you're not going to an Ivy League or top school in your field, getting college education is actually not worth it because of all the debt and time you waste and debt you incur, you miles will just go off from work. Mm. So it's not just me saying that, right? And the second thing is just ask people who are satisfied. 
poll after poll after survey after survey shows people are not satisfied. No. Next, check with the people underemployed. Again, survey after survey, poll after poll, show people with college degrees being baristas at Starbucks. I, I have a college again degree. Again and again and again. Go ahead. I have a college degree and I and I work as a security officer. Thank you. Again and again and again. It's not just me. People say, no, education is so critical. It's not working. It's cl- So making it free just makes it worse. Now more people will go to college who probably shouldn't go to college. Mm. And the example I give for that, which again is happening already, is the vets coming back from um, Afghanistan and Iraq. Right? If you know these guys who are going back to college, they're going back to college because they think they're supposed to. For a lot of these guys, if they wanted to go to college, they would have gone to college. They didn't. They joined the military because they didn't want to go to college. So now they're going to college. Mm-hmm. Well, that's helping them, right? No, they're also severely unemployed. And worse, they're killing themselves. 22 a day. Mm. There is so much data that our education is trash. I don't, I, I'm shocked how many people go, How do you? why can you say that? How can you say that? The data is everywhere. It's all over the place. It's like saying, how can you say the sky is blue? Look up, man. It's blue. So what's the free market solution to it, though, to, to fix it? I mean, would you, would you bust up the, the teachers' unions? No. Again, look, this is a battle that you can't win. Right. So why would I even try? Mm. Why would I? Plus, I'm not against unions. Okay. I'm not against unions at all. I think people have every right in any way, shape, or form if they want to get together and do collective bargaining. They absolutely should. I'm not against unions. I'm against the government supporting unions unfairly. That I'm against. But if you and I'm also against the government forcing you to be a union or a non-union shop. I'm against all that stuff. The government should not intervene in unions at all, and it does. Like there's no tomorrow. Of course right. it does. But in theory, I'm not against unions at all. If people want to do collective bargaining, they should be able to. If a company wants to accept a union or not, they should be able to. Right, that yeah. I mean, I'm is in, how it should work. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in a union. I don't want to mention it because they might kick me out. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I hate the fact how my union forces me forces to take they take money out of me. Aside from my uh, union dues, they forced uh, more to pay more money to pay for uh, political campaigns of people who I don't support. Well, there's two, they had two separate issues. First mm-hmm. thing, let me touch the idea you mentioned that with, with um, three issues, I guess. The unions first. First of all, I'm not about busting up unions at all. That's not what I want to do. What I told you was the MTA is I'll let the consumers do that. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I set the system up correctly, the consumers will squeeze the unions to renegotiate how they should renegotiate. And I'm okay with that. And guess what? If the consumers are happy with the unions, the unions stay exactly as they are now. I don't have a problem with that. As long as consumers decide, I'm fine with it. I'm not about breaking up unions at all. That's not my goal. Now, when it comes to, to education, the first thing to do is two things. Number one, mm. there is an organization, I've forgotten the name of it, that New York State has that actually controls um, what degrees colleges can offer. That has to be disbanded immediately. Colleges should be able to do whatever they feel is appropriate in any way, shape, or form. Allow them to be free and innovate. And whatever happens, happens. You'll have great colleges and bad colleges. You have that now. But let them go. Step one. Step two, when it comes to K through 12, the DOE, Department of, of Education, has to have no teeth whatsoever. It can remain sta- have standards, as I mentioned before, but should not be able to enforce anything. Mm. 
let the local schools do what they must. And again, what people are going to tell me, but Larry, some schools will fail. They're failing now. Have you seen how bad our college kids are now in New York State? Something like one in three is ready for college. There are a lot of people who tell you that college now, the first year of college, is now called 13th grade mm. because they're, they're not prepared. They're failing already. But, Larry, there will be segregated schools. New York has one of the most segregated schools in the, in the country now. But, Larry, poor people get bad, bad education. They're getting that now. It's already happening. These arguments people give me, look in the mirror. It's happening now. I'm trying to give us some actual opportunity to make things better. Next thing I would do is I would allow public schools, if they choose to, to not enforce and if, if they choose to, having to have teachers that have all the credentials. Up to them. Mm -hmm. Certain schools that are doing well will say, we like our credentials, we're keeping them. Awesome. Keep them, please. Some schools say, you know what? We're dying here. It's killing us. We don't want to do it. We're going to hire teachers who don't have credentials. Okay. Good luck. See if it works. I'm not joking. Because just because some just because some bureaucrat in Albany says this is the way things should be taught doesn't mean they should. Doesn't mean it works for every kid. Mm -hmm. Clearly, kids are being left behind and failing. It's happening now. Maybe some local school community is going to figure out there's a better way. But with the current system, they cannot. So that's that's how to deal with that piece. Other piece you mentioned. If I can get the other the third piece you mentioned. You mentioned right. um, schools. Unions and what was the last thing you mentioned? Oh my goodness! Um, trying to, I'm trying to cover all your questions. Schools, unions, and uh, um. All right. Well, anyway, yeah. I've forgotten. Yeah. If it comes up again, I'm happy to cover any question you have. Yeah, but right. The issues I want to bring up here are. Oh, the, like sure, uh, what? What would be the free market solution to to fix it? Ah, yes, and that's what I was mentioning. The free market solution is let things go, allow schools to do what they want to do, and allow private schools to do what they want to do also. Uh, encourage homeschooling, encourage private schools. I know people are going to say, I hear it all the time, but then Larry, they'll have religious schools that'll teach, you know, um, creationism and not, you know, science. So that's happening now. There are two creation museums in America. Two, not one, two. Someone's teaching creationism already. It's already happening. This concept that this is not going to happen, it's already happening at least give the people the opportunity to get educated in the way they want to make themselves happy mm -hmm. if someone wants to believe in creationism let them am i the am i at the science police now i mean as i don't want to be mean, the science police i mean maybe as long as you're not teaching you know uh zeke Heil 101 i mean i guess it's fine look if you want to teach zeke Heil 101 this is insulting actually yeah the idea to think that because someone is in a rural community or in a southern community that they're obviously going to teach Zeke Heil or they're going to teach Nazism mm. is insulting to people in, in the rural areas. It's insulting. There are just as many Nazis in the cities than there are out in the, in, in the, uh, out in the, in the rural areas. right? And let's say it's true. Let's say that it actually happens. Some small town decides to teach Nazism 101. Let's say it's true. That actually happens. Okay. Okay. Guess what? There are Nazis now. We just saw them march in Charlottesville. They already exist. Someone's teaching it already. Right? It's not it's not it doesn't exist. Someone's teaching it already. But if we actually allow them to teach it in that school and don't get in the, in the way, what's going to happen? Are you telling me that everyone in that community is going to go, "You know what? This Nazi stuff makes sense. 
Let me shove all my kids over there to make that happen. I, no. It's gonna, we're going to shine the light on this. And they're going to look at it and go, my God, what have we done to allow this to happen? And people are going to move in there and try to make things better. That's what's happening now. I do this with whether it's Nazis or racists, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You want to get rid of racism? Let people be racist. I'm not joking. But what about the, Marxists? Like, uh... Let them be Marxists. Okay. Look, uh, let me be very clear about this. Okay. In a libertarian world mm-hmm. – there can be voluntary socialism. In other words, the Amish, which is voluntary socialism, can survive in a libertarian world, of course. Mm-hmm. If you choose to give up your rights to someone else and give your money to someone else, your choice, as long as you can leave. I don't mind. You want to set up a small Marxist community? You want to set up a kibbutz like you do in Israel? You want to buy some land and invite people to come on and give you all their money and you tell them what to do? If they decide that's okay, good luck. I don't mind that. The issue is, are you going to do it with government force? No. Are you going to force others to do it? No. But if Marxists want to create their own Marxist utopia, they want to buy some land on Long Island and create a Marxist utopia, good luck. I hope it works for you. Good luck. As long as it's voluntary, go on with your bad self. I don't mind. Why should I stop them? The only hope is people will look and go, wow, it doesn't work. Wow, it doesn't work. And they'll walk away. But there's something else to remember here. And mm. libertarians, we fail at this. We push freedom so much. There are some people who don't want to be free. And that's okay too. As long as they don't force us to not be free. Mm. I don't mind if you don't want to be free. Good for you. Look, the Amish community exists for a reason. Some people want it. And they should be free and to not be free. And it seems to work for them. I mean, a lot of their children are healthier than, than regular children. And, if, and guess what they do is when you're a teenager, they allow you to leave. They tell you to leave. I forgot what it's called. They do a year outside of the community so that you can come back because you want to come back or you can leave. That is voluntary socialism, and I'm okay with that 100%. Let them do it. Let let them do that. No problem. Uh, a, a rum a rum springer. Ah, thank you. Yes. They I, go off into I, the room spring up. Good. Let I them Googled go. It. <laughs> right? Let them go and they'll do what they want to do. I'm not here to decide that I know what's right for everybody. I don't. The the goal of the libertarian movement should never be, and it's gonna sound crazy, but you'll get where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. It should never be freedom and liberty. That isn't the goal. The goal is happiness. The pursuit of of happiness. It's what America is about. It's what libertarian movement should be about. Pursuit of happiness. How do we get there? Through freedom and liberty. Freedom and liberty is a means to an end. It isn't the end itself. And some people will find that road in different ways. And for some people, happiness is being controlled. Hmm. But if they choose to be controlled, good for them. Good for them. No worries. I'm not here to tell you Louis, how you have to be happy. No. I'm here to say, don't tell me how to be happy, and I won't tell you how to be happy. Yeah, and, and you know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because, like, a lot of, like, especially from the left, it's like, you know, you'll, you'll, you, like, people like me, it's like, okay, if you're happy being transgender, gay, whatever, you know, live, God bless. But, um, 
it seems like that same amount of tolerance is not being returned. I don't know what that means. Well, okay, let's say, um, like with me, you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't mind, you know, I, I, I'm not one of those people that will go out and beat up someone because of their sexuality. I hope that's true. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> I mean, it's none of my business. Um, but, uh, you know, like, let's say I like, and I asked, um, I asked Alex this question because, you know, I was kind of afraid that I wasn't being libertarian enough. Um, well, you're in the libertarian party. So of course you're not. No one's libertarian enough. Oh, <laughs> no. Every, everyone's not a good enough libertarian. It's how it works. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm totally teasing you. <laughs> hey, I'm just taking it at face value <laughs> because hey, you're 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 a bigger expert than me. Uh, That's good. I was like, no, because I uh, I criticize certain. Um, not that I want there to be a law. I don't want to stop anyone from doing it. But I felt that certain um a certain certain lifestyles were are harmful uh, towards masculinity. You and- have every right to be a bigot. You have every right to be a jerk. Yeah. You have every right to be a xenophobe. Mm-hmm. You have every right to be insert any bad word you want. Right. The question is, <clears throat> you have a right to think that you're better than other people. Mm-hmm. You have a right to simply have a, a, a lifestyle that's different than others. You have a right to not like someone's lifestyle, to think it's wrong or immoral. Every right. Right. The only difference is, do you want the government to force someone to change their lifestyle? Absolutely not. You even have every right to tell someone to their face that their lifestyle is wrong or evil or bad or whatever, immoral. Every right. The only thing is, are you saying, I want the government to force them to stop? If you want the government to force them to stop, you're not libertarian. Right. If you want to just tell them this is wrong and bad, you shouldn't do it. You can. Absolutely. Hmm. Being, a, this, being a libertarian doesn't mean you're not conservative or liberal. You might be either. You might think that everyone should be transgendered because gender is fluid and no one's really a man or a woman. <laughs> Fine if you think that. You can still be libertarian as long as you don't think there should be a rule or law that people have to accept that as true. Right. I mean, the opposite. There's only two genders. Everyone else is terrible or evil or bad. You you can say it. Put a blog on it and you can still be libertarian Hmm. as long as you're not saying I want the government to to make this a rule of law. Hmm. That's it. Yep. This is about government force. That's what it's about. It's It's about. Okay. Go ahead. So it's not as so. So um, but it's also not for me to try to force someone else as well. Correct. So like, let's so I could say, um, I believe open relate, uh, being in an open relationship is detrimental to of society, course. but you know, I'm not going to attack someone or force someone to not be in one. A hundred percent. And I'm you st- could literally write a blog about how evil it is to the entire world, how it's crushing everybody, how it's terrible. It's destroying our country and be libertarian. Hmm. Okay. Of course you could. But are you going to? Here's the only caveat. And the problem is there are very few people like this. Mm-hmm. This is the caveat. This is theoretical. Most people who would do that, who would put the blog on and say these things, would immediately vote for any law that would force that to be true. If you are this spe- special person 
mm-hmm. who would blog that all day long. But then when some someone who's on the right says, let's pass a law making open relationships you know, illegal and people go to jail for it, if you actually wouldn't vote for it, then you could be a libertarian. But very few people do that. Most people would vote for it. Mm. Most people who most people who would do that would vote for that law. If you're the guy who wouldn't, if you would say, no, that's a bad law, and if they would say, but, Louis, you've said this. It's on your blog. You're against this. You would go, yes, I'm against it, but I'm not prepared to use government force. If you were that person, you can be libertarian. Okay. That is a that is a rare breed of person. Really? Most people will vote their law their their will into law happily. Hmm. You can see it. It's what I'm, the American way. Most Americans will happily vote their their will into law. Like on, because honestly, personally, I don't care. <laughs> like when when this whole when when the whole gay marriage thing happened, I'm like, okay, good. I mean, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't care less. It's like, I just, uh, my only problem was why, why is the government regulating who can or can get married? There we go. Like, why? So yes, but let's say you're, but let's say you're, you're against the idea of two men or two women being married. You're against the idea. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't want to stop it from happening legally, it's fine. Well. Honestly, honestly, Legally. I would I would go to a gay I would, uh, I would go to a gay wedding. I hear they're catered catered very well. There we go. See, you get some good food. Yeah. All right, uh, my friend, I'm running short on time. All right. So honestly, um, please uh, check out Larry uh, Larry Sharp at LarrySharp.com. That's spelled L A R R Y S H A R P E. Uh, you could also follow him. Uh, do you have a Gab? Are you on Gab? If I knew what Gab was, I might be on it. It's it's uh it's like Twitter for uh for, for cool for, people for cool people that that have been kicked <laughs> off of Twitter. No, um, I'm not. But Twitter me if you want to at Larry Sharp also with e at the end or Larry Sharp for New York Facebook page. Happy to have you in my world. All right, that was Larry Sharp. When your next governor of New York? We hope so. Oh no, I'm I'm voting. You have my vote. I love that. More people should vote for me. You can donate too, by the way. LarrySharp.com slash donate. All righty. So uh, thank you. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Please smash that like button. Please spread this episode to everyone you know so that way they can know the gospel of uh, Larry Sharp. So, oh, did he hang up? He hung up. Oh, no. No, I'm still here. Oh, okay. (laughs) So uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Um, And uh, as always, from my house to your house. Mahalo. And that's the end of donk. Help the Crowd Shout Radio Show grow and thrive by doing something you already do. Shop on Amazon. Amazon always has great deals for whatever you are looking for. From survivalists and riot gear to beanie babies. Next time you're going to shop at Amazon, use my link. The prices stay the same, but I get credit for the sale. Just go to tinyurl.com slash B And just shop normally, knowing that you're helping support the Crowd Shout Radio Show. That's tinyurl.com slash Louis B. 
When we keep Idaho students in classrooms, they have better physical and mental health. Help keep the student you love in school by getting them vaccinated if they're eligible. Make sure they wear a mask, frequently wash their hands, and stay home and get tested when sick. Our teachers and other school staff can also do their part by choosing to vaccinate, wearing a mask, and supporting other preventive measures. For more information on preventive measures, please visit coronavirus.idaho.gov or contact your child's school. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.